Hey y'all, tonight we're going to talk about Anne-Elise Michelle. In case y'all haven't heard of Anne-Elise Michelle, Anne-Elise Michelle was a 23-year-old woman who underwent 67 exorcisms. She died of malnutrition. Her parents and priest were convicted of negligent homicide. Anne Elise Michelle was born Anna Elizabeth Michelle on September 21, 1952 in West Germany. to Joseph and Anna Michel, who were devout Roman Catholics. Annalise had three sisters. Her classmates described her as withdrawn and very religious. When she was 16, in 1972, she experienced a severe convulsion and was diagnosed with having epilepsy. She continued to have seizures and was prescribed anti-convulsion drugs which did not alleviate the problem. She was telling people that she saw devil faces. She was put on medication for psychosis, including schizophrenia, disturbed behavior, and delusions. By 1973, she began experiencing depression. And while praying, she would hallucinate, hearing voices telling her that she was damned and would rot in hell. After five years of being on medication for epilepsy, depression, and psychosis, she became increasingly frustrated that her condition had not had any improvement, and she became intolerant of Christian sacred places and objects, such as the crucifix. On a church trip, the church escort for the group concluded that she was suffering from demonic possession.
because she was unable to walk past a crucifix and refuse to drink the water of a Christian holy spring. Father Ernest Alt said, Annalise told me, and Frau Hein confirmed this, that she was unable to enter the shrine. She approached it with the greatest hesitation, then said that the soil burned like fire, and she simply could not stand it. She then walked around the shrine in a wide arc and tried to approach it from the back. She looked at the people who were kneeling in the area surrounding the little garden, and it seemed to her that while praying they were gnashing their teeth. She got as far as the edge of the little garden, then she had to turn back. Coming from the front again, she had to avert her glance from the picture of Christ in the chapel of the house. She made it several times to the garden, but could not get past it. She also noted that she could no longer look at medals or pictures of saints. They sparkled so immensely that she could not stand it. Annalise's family and church community became convinced that she was possessed and they consulted several priests to request an exorcism. The priests declined, recommended the continuation of medical treatment, and informed the family that exorcisms required the bishop's permission. Annalise worsened physically and displayed aggression. She would injure herself. She drank her own urine and ate insects. In November 1973, Annalise began treatment with an anti-seizure drug and mood stabilizer. She was prescribed antipsychotic drugs during the course of the religious rites and consumed them frequently until some time before her death. Despite taking these medications, Anna Lisa's symptoms worsened and she began growling, seeing demons, and throwing things. The priest, Father Ernest Alt, declared that Annalise didn't look like an epileptic and that he did not see her experience any seizure. Father Alt believed that she was suffering from demonic possession and urged the local bishop to allow an exorcism. In a letter to Father Alt in 1975, Annalise wrote, I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. You pray for me. And also once told him, I want to suffer for other people. But this is so cruel. 
In September 1975, Bishop Joseph Stengel granted Father Arnold Renz permission to perform an exorcism, but ordered total secrecy. On July 1, 1976, Annalise died in her home. The autopsy reported that the cause of her death was malnutrition and dehydration, resulting from almost a year in a state of near starvation while the rites of exorcism were being performed. She weighed only 66 pounds at her death. She had broken knees. She was unable to move without assistance and had pneumonia. After an investigation, the state prosecutor maintained that Annalise's death could have been prevented if she had only been taken to the hospital a week prior to her death. In 1976, the state charged Annalise's parents, the priest Ernest Alt and the bishop Arnold Renz with negligent homicide. The parents were defended by famed Nuremberg Trials defense attorney Eric Schmidt Leishner, and the priest's defense counsel was paid by the church. On July 14, 1977, a newspaper article stated that two Roman Catholic priests were charged with negligent homicide today in the death of Annalise Michelle, Michel, who underwent exorcism a year ago. The trial began on March 30, 1978, in the district court and drew intense interest. Doctors testified that Annalise was not possessed, stating that the manifestations of demonic possession were a psychological effect of her strict religious upbringing, as well as her epilepsy. Dr. Richard Roth, whom Father Ald had consulted for medical help, allegedly told Annalise during the exorcism that there is no injection against the devil Annalise. Schmidt Leishner argued that the exorcism was legal and that the German constitution protected citizens in the unrestricted exercise of their religious beliefs. The defense played tapes recorded at the exorcism sessions sometimes featuring what was claimed to be demons arguing to assert their claim that Annalise was possessed. Both priests claimed that the demons identified themselves as Lucifer, Cain, Judas, Issacharit, Belial, Legion, Hitler, and Nero, among others. 
They also stated that Annalise was finally freed of demonic possession resulting from the exorcism just before her death. Bishop Stengel said that he was not aware of Annalise's alarming health condition when he approved of the exorcism and did not testify in court. I don't know how you could look at someone that weighs 66 pounds and think that they are fit for an exorcism. In April 1978, the Michels and the two priests were convicted of negligent homicide, but were given suspended prison sentences, and they were ordered to share the cost of the legal proceedings. After the trial, the, the Michels asked the authorities for permission to exhume the, the remains of their daughter because she had been buried in undue hurry in a cheap coffin. After two years after the burial, on February 25, 1978, her remains were, were, were placed in a new oak coffin lined with tin. The official reports that state that the body bore signs consistent with deterioration of a corpse of that age. The family and the police and the priest were discouraged from viewing Michelle's remains. Father Renz later stated that he had been prevented from entering the mortuary. Annalise's gravesite remains a pilgrimage site as she is revered by small groups of Catholics who believe she atoned for wayward priest and sinful youth. On June 6, 2013, a fire engulfed the house where Annalise had lived. Although the local police determined that it was a case of arson, some locals attributed the fire to the exorcism. Before Gallows Bird, I did a paranormal podcast for four years. On there, I did an episode about Annie Lise Michelle. Prior to doing the episode, I listened to hours of recordings that were recorded during her exorcisms. While listening to these recordings, I had a hair-raising experience. During one of these recordings, the recording cut off. There was nothing but silence for a couple minutes. Then I heard a demonic-sounding female's voice say, Mother, followed by a couple more minutes of silence. Then the recording resumed playing. I replayed that recording a half a dozen times, and it played as normal. No cutting off and no one saying mother. I'm on the fence 
I'm not 100% sure she was mentally ill, and I'm not 100% sure she was possessed. It could have been either or, but either way, shame on everyone who stood by and allowed her to starve to death. Thank you for listening to tonight's episode. I'd like to say a special thank you to the 13 listens Gallows Bird had from the Netherlands last month. And a special thank you to Australia, who make up over 60% of my listening audience. Good night, everybody. <laughs>